The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show, brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. Pirates go down to Florida, put the beat down on South Florida. What a redemption from last week and first win in uh the aac as they get it today over south florida and cj johnson the star four touchdowns for the dh conley product from his dh conley quarterback holden nailers pirates took it to him in the first half they take the foot off the gas a little in the second week yeah i think they did but they uh kind of got back into it I, I bet the coaches on the sidelines got a little chewy if you know what I mean, after those few uh, touchdowns uh-huh. in the second half. So. Is that Chewy? Uh, no, it's... Well done. Really, that's really good. We'll take your calls. 317-1250, U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We're enjoying Parkers and a pirate win. Can't beat it. We're back with your calls after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, Pirates, a winner today, 48-28 over South Florida. One of the best first halves of football we have seen. We've been waiting for that, too, right? East Carolina's been a good second-half team this year. Been a slow first-half team. Got out of the gate hot today, and uh, it was enough, more than enough, to win it, even with a sluggish second half. 48-28, the final score. Huge days for Holt Naylor, C.J. Johnson, Isaiah Winstead uh, had another running back go down. So Keaton Mitchell, he thought he was going to play, made the trip, practice, but was a late scratch. So it was Rajay Harris and Marlon Gunn. Harris left the game late, and uh, and Gunn finished it out. So we'll have to uh, see what Mike Houston says post game about that. But uh, we've uh, good win. Pirates needed to bounce back, uh, especially offensively, and they did that today. Yeah, the first half was just absolutely amazing, and hopefully it was a precautionary situation uh, where they didn't think they would need Keaton Mitchell or he was on the sideline. They were going to put Gunn in, of course, uh, with Rajay, see how that goes. If they needed Keaton Mitchell, maybe he would have been available. So it would be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out, and hopefully uh, Rajay is okay because he went down and kind of grabbed that knee as far as the the television broadcast they kept up a graphic the whole time so he did walk off the field on his own power just uh, it'd be interesting to see uh how that shakes out all right we're taking your calls you make the show 317-1250 pit electric live line blake bryce kenny hang on let's go to uh boshak in brooklyn up early this week with his points what you got today boshak what's going on boys i hate to say it but i didn't catch much of the game today we're gonna start off with number one I'm glad we came out the gate firing. CJ and Isaiah looked great, and Holton looked like he had a little bit of confidence back in himself. And I was worried about after that, worried about that after the interception he had last week. Number two, I'm glad CJ is looking better since his freshman year. You know, we didn't see much out of him his sophomore and junior, I believe, but he's really looking back to himself and what he should be. And number three, I got to keep it short today because I am in Raleigh, 
hanging out with some of my friends. Shout out Seth and shout out Ben. But I heard apparently this team from Raleigh is playing Clemson, which I'm going to have to, I guess, partake in the viewership. And I think the whole time it's going on, I'm going to be saying, go Pirates. All right. Bo from Brooklyn in Raleigh getting in first tonight with his points. And uh, thank you for the call, as always, Bo Yeah, yeah, good call. And, uh, you know, CJ looked really good. Uh, all those guys – and, you know, I think Holton, Holton looked much better too because they had they had single coverage for the, for the most part. And he was throwing up the balls and letting guys like CJ and Isaiah go up and get the ball and win those 50-50 chances. Billy – it might go on a like told you so or didn't we say rampage later when we talk about you know i thought about starting i thought about starting (laughs) off with that you know be a little bit more innovative in play calling maybe call some bubble screens some wheel routes uh some quick slants over the middle we saw all that today and it worked shockingly yeah i mean we we said this last week that you know this is what needs to happen and we still didn't really run the ball but it was okay because we were getting it done in the passing and that's the thing is that you know sometimes you need the pass to open up the run it's not necessarily always the other way around kenny uh was on his last legs last week but hopefully uh this win and even his Cowboys have won a couple in a row, have uh, got his spirits back up. Boo. Kenny and Blunt's Creek, what's Boo, up, Kenny? Cowboys. <laughs> hey, Cliff. Uh, hey, Billy. Yeah, I'm a little bit calmer today. Uh, let, let's enjoy this uh, win. Uh, the guys came out firing. It kind of was like the SMU game a couple years ago. You know, just, just put the hammer down in the first half. Uh, got a little lackadaisical in the uh, third quarter, but, hey, look, you know, did what we had to do in the fourth quarter enjoyed watching it we see what we can do when we attack uh like seeing the uh freshman get in there and run the ball as good as he did and uh you know things are looking up this team can be special man and we just got to be able to uh, go out and attack go after teams and not not play uh i ain't gonna say scared ball but uh conservative ball and uh we'll, we'll be all right let's uh we're heading to the big easy let's uh get that win and uh go pirates y'all have a great weekend all right kenny thanks man uh kenny and blunt's creek let's head to malibu and talk to bryce next hello bryce clip my guy what's going on y'all what's up my guy what's happening <laughs> bill all right man uh yeah bill. you know what man I, uh, I i thought i thought i was safe uh so i head down here uh about halftime and uh my friend's been bugging me because <laughs> I'm be able to keep my eyes off my phone, trying to watch a horrible feed on uh, ESPN Plus. Uh, but hey, you know what? That was uh, some really amazing coaching there in the end. Um, you know, uh, another uh, I believe it was uh, the fourth um, goal line stand we've had this year, where they've had a first and goal, and we've stopped them um, on downs. Um, and uh, and then really Rajay coming there at the end, like you said, not a lot of rushing, but really when it mattered uh, and sending it home, uh, I really kind of wish we'd dropped a double nickel on them just for old time's sake. Uh, but um, you know, I, 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 man, Mike Houston's a hell of a coach, man. I mean, I, I feel like I, it reminds me of of uh, the Skip Holt teams where he would just make these amazing adjustments in the second half, and while. At first, we did not have that. When it really mattered, we made the adjustment. I mean, we made them come down for a six-and-a-half-minute drive there at the end, and then we just kept it away from them for the rest of the game. 
and that is just that that's that's great stuff, man. So that was a uh, you know that and South Florida. I mean, uh, if everybody doesn't realize they started with a murderer's row of BYU, Florida, Louisville. They've been playing against you know some of the best in the country, uh, you know, and so they're ready to play against uh, somebody like us. So I mean, I thought that was a really good test uh, of um, of what we're up for. Next week's going to be tough, man. Tulane, uh, they, they're ready to they're ready to party. Uh, so I, I just hope everybody heals up and takes what we got from here. And uh, a lot of fun watching this, man. It was really really cool, man. It was, it was great to see uh, see everything. And I hope you guys have a great day uh, and enjoy some frosty beverages like I'm about to. Bryce, good to hear from you, bud. Thanks for calling in, man. There is Bryce in Malibu. All right, three one seven twelve fifty Pit Electric Live Line. We go next to Blake and Carrie. Hey, Blake. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Um, hey, hey, Clip. So uh, I guess the the prophecy uh, that I go put on the pregame for that light goal came through. Uh, we hit the goal and, and we got the game win. So the <laughs> only um, really, the only thing that I, I had to, to comment on this game today was uh, it seemed like you know everything that callers were complaining about last week with you know kind of bland play calling, you know, same play every first down. I didn't see that at all today. It seemed like there was a lot more imagination when it came to play calling and, you know, spreading the ball around. And, I mean, CJ had a monster game. Holton had a monster game. Um, and one thing that I wanted to leave you guys with is I'd like to hear you guys uh, talk a little bit about Marlon because I was pretty impressed with his, his drive and he wasn't going down first hit. And, um, you know, I think that – eventually you know i mean we still got rajay and keaton for a couple years but um he's right behind him and i feel like he could be a great third back for us so i'd like to hear you guys talk about that a great third back and a great future top back oh absolutely because he's got that unique size and speed combination not obviously the keaton mitchell speed but man uh when he gets rolling we've seen him now have three you know what 20 plus yard carries this year uh, he is a load to bring down, and uh, it, it's fun to watch him when he got in. And, and man, to, you got a true freshman in that spot, and, and the score was kind of out of reach, but he's uh, carrying the ball in, in late-game situations. Yeah. This can only yeah. help him for his growth. Well, that's why I was wondering, you know, that I, I'm wondering how much of uh, a factor Keith, um, Keaton Mitchell's injury is as far as – you know him not getting into the game when you know you've got a guy like Gunn, and I think it, it just makes sense. Let's let's not push this. We know Marlon Gunn can come in, be very productive. Um, we've seen flashes of it early in the season. So yeah, I'm I'm like you. He's the number three back right now, but definitely a future number one back at ECU. All right, thanks Blake and uh, Blake referring to Igo on the pregame. We uh, we had about 35 likes, and Igo put the challenge out. If we don't get to 50 in the next 15 minutes we're not going to win this game ecu's not going to win the listeners the viewers stood up they accepted the challenge and we got it done folks so you you help get this win today all right charlie matthew hang on we got a couple open lines 317-1250 on the pit electric live line we'll take a time out come back enjoy some parker's barbecue hooked us up with the classics today the fried chicken the barbecue Love to see the green beans in there. Feel like I'm mm. eating healthy while I eat my fried chicken. <laughs> uh, and uh, man, just hooked us up with some awesome food. I'm two corn sticks in already. Hey, the Brunswick stew has lots of vegetables. In it. <laughs> that is lots true. of vegetables. Parker's BBQ.com. Three locations in Greenville to serve you. 
uh go get it now and enjoy your night football tonight braves mets college football it's all happening we'll take a break come back get to more of your calls after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, 317-1250, the number. You are tuned in to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Call-In Show following a 48-28 East Carolina victory over South Florida. You can listen, as always, on the radio. Go to PR927FM.com to listen online or check us out on Facebook Live and YouTube. Having some computer issues, but I can see we've got some real intellectuals in the YouTube chat today. So that's good to see. So you can uh, chime in there as well. All right, 317-1250. Got a couple open lines if you want to jump in. Hang on, Matthew. Right now we go to Charlie in Pittsburgh. And last week, Charlie had buffalo sauce between the toes. Mm-hmm. Got to be mm-hmm. feeling a little different after this win. What's up, Charlie? Yeah, I think we we, we took that old cooler water. We got out the paper towels. We washed off the buffalo sauce um, it was just a good win for the Pirates, good bounce-back win. And, um, you know, the offense was really clicking, yeah, clicking Holton and C.J., and uh, it was just fun to watch. Um, I'll, I'll say shout-out to the Bulls there for, you know, coming up in the third quarter and, you know, really trying to make a game out of it. But i tell you what, those goal line stands that the defense uh, keeps holding this year really continues to encourage me. And I think, I think there's going to be a time before the end of this season where that wins us a ball game. And uh, – yeah, that's that's just great. So, good so that went for the Pirates. Hopefully, we can get some momentum carried out into the game against Tulane next week. We were counting them earlier. I I counted five. I thought five two, but so uh, you got two against NC State. Yep. You got one uh, against Navy. Navy. And then, then you had a today. fumble today, and then a stop today. Yeah. Which gives you five. And Charlie's right. At at some point, it's going to win us a ball game because you think about the two losses. We had all those goal line stops yeah. and didn't come out with a, with a win. But, man, it was uh, great to see the Pirates once again bow up today at the goal line. Indeed. Well, y'all have a good night. Go see you, Charlie. Thanks, man. There's uh, Charlie in Pittsburgh. All right, 317-1250. We go next to right here in Greenville and talk to Matthew. Hello, Matthew. What's up, guys? What's up? I, I just want to say, wow, Holton. Like, what a game. And uh, CJ looked really good. Uh, defense was good. I felt like we kind of just the effort in, like, the second half was just, like, we could just, like, blow down, like, and just quit. But, I mean, I'd like that we didn't quit, but it was, like, sometimes those South Florida drives are just too quick. But besides that, felt good. Owen did good, except that one missed extra point. So, I mean, that's it. That's all I got. All right, Matthew. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, and as far as Holton Aylers goes, these numbers, you can't beat them. <laughs> you want to, you want to say him or you want me to say him? 31 of 41, 464 yards, 6 touchdowns, 0 interceptions. That's a good stat weave. Yeah. One sack. Uh so man, impressive numbers on the UB stat sheet, a lot of that going to his Conley cohort CJ Johnson, 7 for 197, 4 TDs for CJ. Ryan Jones had 6 for 84. Winstead had six for 74. Both of them caught a touchdown. So everybody was eaten on this Saturday down in Boca Raton. And what does Boca Raton leave? Uh, mouth of the rat. So we've said that earlier. Mouth of the rat. And I know a little Espanol. And I was like, wait, Boca is mouth. Raton? Mm-hmm. Rat? Yeah. 
why that's a terrible name for a city i a long time ago i think there was i looked into that i don't remember exactly why that was named that way but yeah i remember mouth of the south jimmy hart but mouth of the rat (laughs) mouth of the south all right we go down to louisiana and talk to jeff hey jeff hey fellas uh sorry i missed you the past few weekends my wife just gave birth to our first baby september 16th hey congratulations that's awesome thanks thanks so I was really, I was really happy with this first half. I was really scared that this could be one that we could drop because, especially after the whole Navy uh, debacle. But I was really happy. Um, that goal line stance. Shout out to those guys. Those guys. Those guys stay on my workout playlist because I just, I just love watching them. You know, do what they do the best. Uh, is it time to panic because Owen missed this extra point? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we're like beyond panic at this point. We get nervous anytime he's out there kicking a field, or I do anyway. I mean, I, I, yeah, another one. How about the situation early in the game? Could have kicked a 47-yarder. They end up going for it. At that time, I'm thinking, man, we missed Jake Verity because this would have been a an easy three. Well, they go for it and get the first down. So maybe it's going to lead to more aggressive play calling on uh, fourth downs. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know about panic, but, sure, I'm concerned. Another game with the uh, missed extra point here. Gosh, I was thinking it, and you just said, boy, we missed Jake Verity. Uh, I'm hoping to catch the one here uh, against Tulane because it's, you know, five minutes down the street. Uh, but – you know, we'll see. We'll see what goes on because those guys look pretty good too, even with their third string. But uh, I'll hang up and listen to the rest of the show again. Thanks, guys. All right, Jeff. Thanks, man. Hey, and how about this? The city's name comes from Boca de Ratones, a Spanish term meaning rat's mouth that appeared on early maps and referred to hidden sharp pointed rocks that gnawed or fretted ship's cables. Ah. So the pirates come out of Boca Raton in. In fully intact. I love all uh, cables intact. I love old stories Isn't like that, that. Cool? and how stuff gets their name. Yeah, me too. That's fascinating. So there you go. Good Book stuff, Weave, Professor Weave. <laughs> all right, we go next to Wilmington and talk to Rod. Hey, Rod. It's been one week since we spoke to you. <laughs> Relax, Weave. Great, great show. Uh, I enjoy watching you guys. Very entertaining. Uh, I just started uh, watching catching you a few weeks ago, but. Uh, you know, 40 years ago when I was up there at school, we didn't have anything like that. So it uh, there was a lot of excitement in the air then, but it was all electricity. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the guys did great tonight, generated a lot of offense. And, uh, you know, that, that third quarter on, on defense was a little tough. But, uh, man, that, that goal line stand, the fourth, fourth one we've had this year, that was uh, – fantastic and uh uh you know all our guys ran hard the receivers and backs you know third and uh fourth effort but particularly uh roger that one time he <laughs> he was just uh he was magnificent i thought uh but uh and uh marlon gunn uh Ever since uh, I saw he was signed, I've been excited about seeing what he was going to do, and he he hadn't disappointed. I think he's going to be something. 
Yes, sir, Rod. They have uh, loaded up this backfield, and it's a good thing with the Keaton Mitchell injury. Now we'll see what happens to Rajay. I thought we were going to crank up uh, uh, Camaro there for a second weave. Camaro oh, Evans, know, yeah. who uh, you saw, right, in high school. Oh, yeah. Very talented yep. player Havlock from Havelock. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they've got some horses in the stable there, and hopefully our top guys can be healthy. But, man, it's nice to see what this coaching staff has done with the backfield. Hey, and Rod, kudos to the coaching staff, too, on the defensive side of the ball coming out of the uh, second half where, you know, South Florida came out fired up. They scored the first two quick touchdowns, and you know the coaching staff on that sidelines. The defensive staff, Blake Harrell and those guys, had to get in those guys' faces and say, hey, look, this is not going to happen because that could have gone downhill very quickly. After those first two touchdowns, East Carolina answered again and kind of got right back into the game. So we've seen that in the past where East Carolina teams – have gotten out to big leads and folded and it's become a disaster at the end i mean the only thing i can think of right now is the gmac bowl when they had a 30 point lead in the first half against marshall and ended up losing that game in how many overtimes so that didn't happen today uh and they got out of there with a 20 point win so kudos to the ecu defensive coaching staff in that situation yeah they got a lot of pride on that side of the, uh, the side of the ball and they sure showed it uh i mean they, they show it uh when the time's get tough uh, they, they dig down well rod uh thanks for the call man you sound like an old cowboy call in any time i like to hear from you yeah. yeah all right i'll do it again Tom. all right buddy all, all right. right thanks a lot rod all right rod. rod's one of those guys that i could appear i could i can imagine sitting on his porch and yeah. he's got his gun and he's sitting in his little swing right yeah. there and he's he welcomes you up with a tip of the cap <laughs> but he makes sure that you know <laughs> that if you step out of line rod's gonna take care of yeah. you. yeah and maybe a marlboro or two yeah yeah i like that uh real quick elliot you spam the youtube chat every week with just nonsense you've asked seven times on the attendance can we get an attendance no we can't i don't care and just ask once you don't need to ask seven times and spam (laughs) up the chat gosh stop it man Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, Jerry in 687. Who cares, man? (laughs) Who cares? And you asking eight times, if I do know the number, I'm not going to give it to you. Jerry's up next in Kanita. Hey, Jerry. Hey, boys. How y'all doing this afternoon? Doing great. Doing good. Good, man. I appreciate y'all taking my call. First timer. Really, all I wanted to say is, man, hardcore pirate fan. First time calling in. I just want to say God freaking bless the Pirates, man. A good win is a good win. Anytime you can get a win on the road is good. We know how bad it's been in the years past. Love to see the Pirates win. Appreciate what you boys do. Go Pirates. Thanks, Jerry. Right, thanks, and Jerry. I, I kind of thought about it towards the end of the fourth quarter because I felt like going into the, was it, it was somebody else maybe. I don't know if it was you, but like I'm not worried too much about style points here. Let's just go get a road win. Yep, yep. And you have that great first half, kind of take the foot off the gas in the second half. But even then, I was like, you know what? It's This is a road W. We look good. It could have been cleaner there at the end. But I'm just happy to, to be one and one in league play, get back over 500, and let's keep going to six, and let's keep going to – you know, top of the, the standings in the AAC. Yeah, and you were even ready to give up an extra seven points. That's right. To South Florida. Just give it to them. And no, but they come up with a big defensive stand. And, <laughs> but uh, getting back to the, the winning on the road and hard winning on the road, how many times have we seen, especially when East Carolina was in Conference USA, going on the road to UAB, Tulane, places like that, where there was no one in the stands? I can remember going to Rice and there was a 72, 
5,000 seat stadium that may have had 5,000 people in there. There's no atmosphere. You kind of have to bring your own excitement. Those are always tough places to play. Yeah. That's what we saw today. I mean, you, you the, the situation, but they knew they were going to go down there. There's not going to be any fans there. There weren't going to be many East Carolina fans there that would have made the trip to Tampa, but of course canceled, you know, flights and things like that. And then the South Florida fans, no, no telling how many of those were dealing with other situations, right. not thinking about football at all. But East Carolina went down there. They generated their own excitement. They came right out of the gates, like I'd said in the post in the pregame show. They needed to strike early and often, and that's exactly what they did. All right, 317-1250. We are going to have, I believe, one open line as Shirley takes a call here. Anthony, Cameron, hang on. We'll get to your calls and more when we return on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. East Carolina, a 48-28 winner tonight over South Florida. We're back with more after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. And things are getting interesting in Fayetteville as Arkansas only trailing Alabama by five points. 14 and a half minutes to go in the game, 28-23. Crimson Tide right now in the lead. Other games going on right now. It is uh, Iowa State uh, trailing Kansas 14-11 in the fourth quarter. Maryland is uh, beating Michigan State right now 24-13 in the fourth quarter. Penn State leads Northwestern 17-7 in the fourth. Oklahoma State uh, leading Baylor 36-25 with just under five minutes to go in that game. Ohio State pounding Rutgers right now 49-10 is that score. North Carolina has a comfortable 41-10 lead over Virginia Tech in the fourth quarter. It is Wake Forest 28 Florida State 21 with nine and a half minutes to go in that game. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They are open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night along with football. You can follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for updated schedules. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter code postgame call in show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. <laughs> Man, I can't see. <laughs> All right, Billy Weaver here. Wow, left, yeah. Left his glasses at home, struggling. Struggling. I, I got you, Pops. I am struggling, man. <laughs> I got you. I told you I left my glasses I know. at home. You did. You Didn't that like, look like it was all under the same column? Uh, I missed that. I'll rush. say yes yeah. just to make you feel better. I can't see. I can't see. Jansen. <laughs> I can't see. Jansen, Anthony, <laughs> hang on. We go to Cameron in Greenville. Hello, Cameron. <laughs> Clip, Billy, how about them Pirates, man? How about them Pirates? How about them? Back when, uh, shout out, uh, I'm not even going to shout out a player, shout out to Donnie Kirkpatrick for listening to the fifth quarter calling show last night. It is just, or last week, it's amazing what we can do when we don't run the ball down the middle on every first down. Golly, when we put our talented wide receivers out in space and throw them the football, look what happens. Thank you, Donnie Kirkpatrick. Shout out C.J. Johnson. Shout out Winstead Jones. Shout out Marlon Gunn. Shout out Holton. Uh, great offensive game. Shout out the defense in the first half. They had a little struggle in the second half. But, guys, our goal line defense, my goodness, I haven't seen anything like this in a very, very long time. So, just um, very excited about that. And 
Sorry, I got my order at the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Anyways, let's <laughs> talk about defense. Give Blake Harrell a life, uh, lifetime extension right now. Um, and, guys, we're back in the winning winning column. Over 500. Huge game coming up in New Orleans against a very, very good Tulane team. So I'm very excited to see what we can do against them. What's the uh, line for that game, Cameron? What are you guessing? Uh, I'm going to come out and say that line. You know, that's very interesting. Are they going to put us at negative – I'd say two and a half ECU. I was thinking ECU by three, yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, gonna, it's gonna be low, either ECU by two or two lane by two. It's gonna be a very tight. Give me game. Um, should be a good game, and uh, let's see if we can get back on the right track. Keep pushing and keep keep going. Put Navy behind us and keep going. We got big things that can still be in store for this team for the rest of the season. Uh, I'm excited. Go Pirates! All right, thanks, Cameron. Uh, there is Cameron. I do like, and Donnie knew they were going. He was going to open it up this game. But just to troll the fans, first play of the game, run for, what, two yards to Raja? Right, right. <laughs> Second play, hit the top. Yeah, yeah, over yeah. Over the top. But yeah. had to start it with a run just to really get everybody <laughs> angry. So then they'd be happy after that. Well, I tell you, I just I want to see this same offense going into Tulane next week. Same thing. Like we had talked about. I mean, you know, Cameron hit it right on the head. We talked about this last week. Get your playmakers out in space. We actually saw wheel routes today. Um with with Rajay, we we saw there was a fourth and six situation where you throw it to gun out of the backfield. He picks up six. Uh, there were so many situations where I mean, I saw Ryan Jones on a couple, you know, quick slant routes, getting your guys the 50-50 balls we had talked about. We hadn't didn't see any of last week. You've got big, tall, physical receivers like C.J. Johnson, Isaiah Winstead. Let them go up and make a play, and they did that today. Three one seven twelve fifty. We go next to Anthony in Wilmington. Hello, Anthony. Hey, man, what's going on? Great show, as always. Great win for the team. What I'm trying to figure out is how did I miss this kid gun during the recruitment period? Like, where did he come from? How did he get out of uh, Louisiana? Because, man, he played grown man football. Um, I'll hang up and listen to your answer. <laughs> grown man football. Uh, he was a, a prize uh, in this recruiting class uh, when they got him. And uh, I don't follow recruiting closely, but Stephen Igo, we talked to yeah. him about it once a week because he follows it closer than anyone. And yeah, they thought this guy was the real deal. And there's a reason that they he's not in the red shirt plans. Like they they had him ready to go. They think he's going to be not only a great running back here, but an impact year one. And we're seeing that on the field. Yeah, and we saw that early in the uh, in this season as well too, in some late game opportunities when East Carolina had the game uh, pretty much in hand, and Gun comes in, and you know we had talked about that man. This this guy, you know, there were, as a matter of fact, I think there were a couple of situations if you remember, if I remember correctly, where had they not just run out the clock. Gun could have scored. Oh yeah, there was, yeah. A, there was a, had one a long run against yeah. uh, ODU, Old, Old Dominion, and then they ended up sitting on the ball and running the clock out. Uh, you know, I was hoping they would give it to him again, let him score and get in the end zone. But we knew right then, and even a little bit before then, that he had the talent to come in and, and be a special back. All right, next up, three one seven twelve fifty Pit Electric Live Line. We got a couple open lines. Jansen is in Greenville. Hello, Jansen. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, what a win today. Uh, great bounce back from last week. I think we did a lot of things well today. Um, I think our defense, um, when it came down to it, played and uh, played well when they needed to. I think a lot of our offensive weapons looked really good. Holton looked, looked good enough. I think he made a couple decisions and missed some throws that he probably should have made. Um, Donnie was much better than he was last week. However... The second half still made me a little nervous. I know the last caller, two callers ago, was talking big up on him. I'm still not a fan. I don't think he needs to be our offensive coordinator in the future. 
um, I guess he'll live to see another day. All right. Uh, survive in advance for Donnie Kirkpatrick. Yeah, and I, I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing is, you know, I was in a business where the the old saying was, you're only as good as your last show, um, and you're only as good as your last showing. And, and as, as coaches, I mean, you know, that's the thing is you're only as good as your last showing on the field. And, you know, today Donnie and the guys mixed it up. They looked really good offensively. Um, they didn't look good against – against navy there were a lot of people screaming and yelling and for for good reason and you know so we'll just have to see if this continues to be the trend yeah. throughout the rest of the season if I mean, this if, if this is the same offense we see next week we're, I, I, we've got a big enough sample size now to see that the run game is not where it needs to be run well blocking. The, the run game should be secondary and the pass game and, should be opening up the run game instead of vice versa and today we saw that recipe and it worked right for 48 points right so, all right. And you know what? Uh, you know, the thing is, is, there was a caller earlier on that said something about Mike Houston making adjustments at halftime. I don't agree that they've been a great team making adjustments at halftime. Now, they've made great adjustments from game to game because they didn't make any adjustments during the halftime of that Navy game. You know, they, they didn't play as well in the second half as they could have played. They still didn't switch up the offense in that second half of that Navy game. But from game to game, from last game to this game, great adjustments. I would argue that and say that the Pirates have been a pretty good second half team other than last week at Navy. It seems like that's where they've you know succeeded at. So, Oh, wait. Well, yeah, the Pirates have been great in the second half this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the Navy game when they didn't make the adjustments at halftime. Oh, yeah. There were no adjustments made in in that Navy game. So that's the thing is what what team are we going to see from week to week? The team that makes the adjustments at halftime like we saw the first, what, three games of the season? Or are we going to see that Navy debacle where where there were no adjustments made at halftime and they just didn't look good in the second half? They didn't look good in the first or the second half offensively. Defensively, they've been great all year, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You can't fault the defense for anything this year they've been playing great 317-1250 uh we have open lines if you want to jump in and we have tom in greenville hey tom hey how you guys doing good yeah, it was a good game i you know coming back from the navy game and, and uh the navy the navy played a hell of a good defensive uh front against us uh, Holton was totally confused i mean he they, they disguised their fronts gun is just a man child i mean he's across the screen harris and and Mitchell, I mean, and he, you get the ball in his hands, and he you know, there's he he runs with authority. But what I really like, he runs, he protects the ball when he runs, and he's got a little sidestep that just is amazing. Where he's going full speed, and it's like he just takes a little left or right step, and he goes. And I don't couple things with Holton. Holton, there was one play where Gunn actually went up there. And it was a quarterback draw, and he had the guy blocked Gunn, and and. and for some reason, Holton went right into the block, the direction of the block, and if he just goes right, he's another 10, 15 yards down the field. But, you know, the defense, we played against two great mobile quarterbacks between Campbell and today, and, you know, that's that's difficult to think, but they, they stepped up. It was just a good day to be a Pirate. Tom, great to hear from you. Thanks for the call. Uh, there's Tom in Greenville. And i got to say, the uh, it didn't work, and it resulted in disaster, but that – that little tight end screen to Ryan Jones yeah. was very close to being a 60-yard touchdown or whatever because there was nobody in front of him. The guy that got him was behind him and kind of caught up in the line. And if Aylers maybe could have held it a little bit longer, I don't think he could have. Uh, that that was a pretty designed play that, again, ended in a fumble, which I thought might have been incomplete. Uh, but that was a beautiful play. I thought we saw some some creativity. Well, it was the, the same play South Florida ran for the touchdown, if you remember. 
they're they're tight end over the middle and um, the safety came up. As remember, it was a, uh, a play action and a throw over the middle that went. I think it was what 60, 70 yard touchdown pass or whatever it was. So, yeah, and, and it, he had, the last caller had mentioned uh, the last two quarterbacks that East Carolina has faced. Uh, Bo Hannon, the quarterback today for South Florida, very athletic, very big, very physical. He was a, a thick lot, runner, a lot faster <laughs> than he looked. Right? Yeah. You know, I mean, he. You're, you're right. Uh, thick. He looked more like a tight end than a quarterback. Yeah, uh, and, some, uh, and when he when he ran, he was very effective. Three one seven twelve fifty. We will take a break. Come back. Get to more of your calls on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call In Show. Enjoying some Parker's Barbecue as we enjoy this victory. Uh, you can check out Parker's with the chicken, barbecue, seafood, all the famous sides. It is, uh, there are three locations in Greenville to serve you. Parker's BBQ.com. Thanks to Parker's for their tremendous support here on Pirate Radio and the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. All right, Jack, hang on, and we have open lines if you want to jump in. 317-1250. We're back with more after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right. 317 1250. Welcome back to the program. Wake Forest up 21, 28 21 on Florida State. They got it first and goal, four minutes left to go. And trying to maybe put the nail in the coffin here. And uh, very impressed with their defense today, holding Florida State to 21. Uh, that and more going on. We'll update you on the scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. And on a first down run, they get it inside the five to the three. Da uh, there he goes. Da Buck, Da Buck, Da Buck, Da Buck, Da Buck. Billy has been uh, inside, kept away, trapped for a week. Yeah. So he's excited to be out. I'm just glad to be out of the cage. Yeah. Out of the mouth of the rat. <laughs> Should we tell the people how much of an ass you were being earlier? <laughs> no, well, I wasn't being an ass. No, that, that was. I'm joking. I like it. I enjoyed the. Uh, uh, we encourage mixing people being an ass. And we Billy, that. Billy was giving it to me pretty good uh, during the game there. Yeah. You and were I'll, trying to give South Florida seven points. Yeah, what are you doing? I wanted the game to hurry up and get over with, so we could get. And then, the and you and know stuff. what? Then you would have. Um, you would have taken away the pleasure of another fourth down stand, goal line stand. Again, you guys don't understand reverse jinxes. Have y'all ever watched a game before? Y'all don't know how to watch a game. You're the reverse jinx king. <laughs> yeah. All right, 317. Yeah, it's worked well for our commanders, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I can't reverse some things, Billy. No, it's too, too strong. All right, Isaac, Nathan, Mike, hang on. We go to Jack in Raleigh next. Hey, Jack. Hey, Clever, how you doing, man? Doing great. What what a win. But uh, next week really scares me going down to Tulane. All the times we've been down there. And uh, we might get out with a win, but it scares me. So next week we'll be going against Chris's brother, and uh, that'll be scary. But uh, I think I think there's a one way that we've, that we've kind of put on display. If there's one way to beat us, it's those throws over the middle. And I think we got exposed today. But that's the only negative, positive, uh, positives all around. Um, but I was looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars schedule, and Zay Jones is on a bye during the Houston game, and we could get him and Shane Carden here for the same game. I know Troy D knows a lot of people. I think we should make it happen. Mm-hmm. All right. 
all right jack good research there yeah now shane coaches so he'd have to coach his game friday night and then fly yeah, in. you could do that that's not a problem Pretty right. igloo he's already making he's already looking to make the trip well what does igloo know uh he was on the hoist the colors podcast <laughs> I, listen, I listen to the podcast big fan all right jack jack's uh, got all the answers man. i know man I'm telling you. jack can you take He's over me? correct right Tell all right that good stuff jack thanks man all right thanks so much. all right be cool to get zay in for a weekend by the way nobody puts like jack in the corner questionable or uh don't they don't know if he's gonna play this weekend he had a huge game last week yeah in the win over the chargers so great to see zay succeed and by the way i think jaguars eagles is a sneaky good game tomorrow I think the Jags are tough. I would love to see the Jags knock off the Eagles. I, I don't know if that'll happen. I don't but think I it's going to happen either, but I'd love to see it. All right, uh, we go next to Mike in Greenville. Hey, Mike. Hey, Clip. Uh, running joke was watching the group with a bunch of friends uh, for the first half that Donnie was tied up in a closet in Buck Raton Hotel that we don't know who it was calling those plays, but we certainly <laughs> did enjoy it. I think I mentioned it last week that uh, I would put our wide receivers against anybody uh down the field and we certainly did that in the first half and that was encouraging to see but i think donnie broke out and started calling his own plays in the second half but regardless uh it was a great win by the pirates it was great to see them attempt downfield several times we saw the results of that i just hope that they don't go away from what ecu is known for it's been called wide receiver u it's called wide receiver u for a reason because we have the horses on the outside i certainly hope the best for Najee. Uh, i hope he gets well soon and i hope king can be back next week i like what we saw from gun uh, i think it'd be an option as well but let ecu do what ecu does and, and that is go downfield and go get it and we're certainly excited to see it uh excited for next week uh, i am not as concerned about tulane again it all depends on the play calling but uh if we continue with what we did today uh i'm looking forward to tulane and i'm hoping for the best i'll hang up listen to you guys and i appreciate it all right mike uh interesting theory there on the offensive play caller today <laughs> uh we, we kind of had this chat during the game that you know mike says he wants to utilize the weapons keep on throwing do what's working and mike houston likes a run this ball smash mouth football type of game he also likes winning right and if winning right. means to throw it more than you run it hopefully we keep seeing that right and that, would... that is an amazing point that is the point that everybody look i don't care what you want to do what ultimately what you want to do is win what's working what's working yeah. what works what wins football games and you know what so many callers have called in and said we're not a big 10 football program and we're not never have been not since i've been here yeah. steve logan loved to throw the football and steve would always say you know what i don't care if we have 10 uh 10 drives of one play for 80 yards and a touchdown i'll take it every time we don't care about long sustained drives we don't care about winning the time of possession we don't care about clock management all we care about is scoring touchdown score the ball and that's what successful coaches at east carolina have been able to do is run up and down the field 317-1250 nathan is up next in grantham hey nathan 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 is gone them let's go to isaac in greenville hey isaac all right i have my mute on uh, <laughs> i have my mute on there you go point three point three from last week 
Um, we didn't hit the tight ends enough last week. This week, we definitely did. So, I, I like that. I like to play calling that, getting them running and going. Next, uh, the yardage, like the offensive yardage today. That was great. Uh, I can't remember the exact numbers, but, I mean, with C.J. Johnson tying American record and uh, school record for most touchdown receptions in a game, it's pretty great. Uh, that, that's that Conley connection. Next, uh, my uh, gun running the ball today. I like to see him. That was great. Uh, I hope that Keaton and Rajay are ready to go for next week because we got a big game against Tulane. But I love seeing Michael Gunn. All right, Michael? Marlon. Marlon. Marlon Gunn. Marlon. Marlon. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so more on that, more on the game for next week. We got to play first half like we did today. That's the only way we're going to get an upper edge on Tulane. Because I know, like, for the past, from what I've been watching the past four years at the games, we've been a second, second, second half team. So I think if we flip it, do like we did today, we'll have that upper edge on Tulane next week, and we'll be able to pull off a win. Two road wins in a row is my projection and my hope. All right, Isaac. Let's get them. Yeah, Let's that'd be great another. to get two road wins, come back for homecoming. And, and Isaac, you were asking, you said you didn't know exactly how many uh, total yards, 573 hmm. total yards of offense for East Carolina today. And Clip, guess how many rushing yards there were for East Carolina today? Uh, under 100. 109, so yeah, right around. Got there, okay. Yeah, yeah, got it, got to the 100 yards. But that just goes to show you don't have to pound the ball. I mean, and the thing is, is um, – 109 yards rushing doesn't sound like a lot, but when you watch the game, you thought they ran effectively, right? When they ran the football with Gunn, with uh, with um, uh, Rajay Harris, they had some nice breakout runs. They had some some very effective runs. So it didn't seem like they weren't running the football. The numbers even Ailers didn't have a lot of yards. I don't even think he cracked ten. No, I had, think it's I seven. Like he had some pro- a couple of productive nine runs yards maybe in the game. Yeah, yeah. I, let, let me see. All right, so no, he had less than ten, which the sack will take away. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but uh, again, yeah. Look, let's let's throw it, man. We were throwing the ball. Let's keep throwing the football. Yeah, they've got Holt Naylor's four rushing attempts for nine yards. His longest uh, was seven yards. All right, Wake Forest kicks a field goal. They go up ten with two fifty-five left. So Florida State's going to have to score and then score again quickly. We'll keep you up to date on that and more on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. We'll take a timeout right now. Chandler, what you... Oh, okay. The buck, the buck, the buck, the buck. Good job, folks. Uh, 317-1250, jump in now, and you move to the front of the line. We're back with more on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, Arkansas tried to make a game of it, but right now they are trailing Alabama 42 to 26 with seven and a half minutes to go in that game. Kansas holding on to a 14 to 11. a lead over Iowa State with less than 30 seconds to go in that game. Penn State beats Northwestern 17-7. Oklahoma State survives Baylor 36-25. Ohio State beating up on Rutgers 49-10. to 
North Carolina gets a win over Virginia Tech 41 to 10. It's Wake Forest 31, Florida State 21. Texas A&M is trailing Mississippi State 28 to 17 with about seven minutes to go in that game. And uh, Syracuse beating up on Wagner 55-0 in the third quarter. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by The Buck. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They are open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night along with football. You can follow The Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. Hi, 317-1250, the number on the Pitt Electric Live Line. Florida State has it, 140 left to go, desperately trying to get a score here against Wake Forest. But uh, they are down 10 right now. Demon Deacon's trying to hang on in tallahassee we're watching that one on our tv and uh we'll find another game after this week we got some baseball i do oh, want to yeah. watch uh want to watch clemson nc State. oh i do too see what happens yep. at death valley yep all right uh we got some open lines if you want to jump in kevin is up in wilmington hey kevin hey Clay, how are you good man all right so i i want to talk about something but then i heard the commercial talking about hot dogs and i just i feel like this team this year is reminding me a lot of hot dogs like Always, like, they taste good, like, things seem good, but a lot of times you leave, you either become saturated, feel good, or you you got that heartburn, just don't feel good. I, I It was kind of weird us having to play an away game at kind of neutral site, but not neutral because nobody was there. I, do you think that we can keep this momentum going? Because I feel like if we had played in Tampa without the hurricane and stuff, that, that Donnie and the offense wouldn't have been able to move the ball they've been moving it like they did today. It would have been more like against Navy. I just kind of want to get how you feel if we think we can keep this, this momentum going or if, uh, if, if this is just kind of a flash in the pan like one of them good hot dogs. I feel like it's kind of like <laughs> eating a hot dog. Like you eat the first half of it and, you know, should I keep going with the rest of this or should I – mix it up put it back on the plate maybe try one of the side dishes but i always go and eat the rest of the hot dog i think this team right now kevin is thinking the same thing they've got a joey chestnut mentality they're going to keep eating the hot dogs keep eating the hot dogs they're going to keep on eating those hot dogs and sooner or later we're going to look up we're in a hot dog damn bowl game well, let me tell you man last week's hot dog didn't have nothing on it yeah that was a plain nothing hot dog. it was a plain Bread hot dog this week's hot dog was like the one one I had at Wrigley Field. It's called a Wrigley Dog, and it's got sweet relish on it. It's got mustard on it. It's got ketchup on it, and it's got it's even got a pickle on it. Now, when you got when you're running the ball and you're throwing the ball and you got pickles on it, no, come on now, pickles is that's too that's like no, a trick play. It was that's no uh, no. I but, want mustard and ketchup and chili. Well, what about the sweet relish? Again, that's kind of like a flea flicker. No. Though. Oh, that's not. Oh, that's a traditional Chicago dog. But we're not the playing. Sweet, but the sweet relish is like what we do here at East Carolina. We throw the football down the field. And we let our talented receivers go up and get the ball. That's the sweet relish. Kevin, how do you right? feel about? I had sweet relish today on my dog. How do you feel about cocktail weenies, Kevin? Oh man. Especially when you make them with that, they're uh, some grape jelly. Some mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about, what do you guys think about uh, piggies in a blanket? That's- mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and you dip them in some barbecue yes, sauce. Sir. Or even put some ranch on it. Put a little ranch on it, Kevin. Put some ranch on it. Woo! Woo! Now, you boys, let, let's just hope that 
that Donnie doesn't go burn these hot dogs because we, we've seen the good now. We've seen the good now. And I don't want to go back to the bad. That's right. I want to see them dogs plump when you cook them. Don't burn them dogs, uh-uh. Donnie. I don't. don't. All right. Don't burn them. He, he's got a little doggy, too. We don't need him out there, a little dog and pony show. <laughs> All right, Kevin. I think this has run its course. <laughs> Thank you. That was good for a while there. All right, there's Kevin in Wilmington. Wanted to talk about hot dogs tonight. Uh 317-1250. We go to Mitchell in Winston-Salem. Hey, Mitchell. Hey, gentlemen. I have no complaints, zero complaints at all. I'll take a 20-point conference victory on the road anytime. Uh, Holton looked like an All-American. CJ looked like an All-American. Donnie looked like an All-American calling those plays. That that was very encouraging. It just kind of makes you scratch your head and wonder where that was last week. Uh, I guess Navy's better than we thought they were. They they took a good Air Force team down to the wire. So maybe that takes a little bit of the sting out of last week. But, you know, who would have thought a year or two ago that one of the biggest games that we'd played in a long time would be against Tulane? Because this is a monster game coming up. Because since Tulane, you know, beat Houston, uh, that's one team that we needed to lose big time for us to get back in this thing. Was We need Houston to lose. We need UCF to lose. And then we need to control our own destiny. So, you know, we need to go down to Tulane and play like we played in the first half today. Now, I'm a little bit concerned that I know Mike Houston is a nice guy and he doesn't want to run up the score, but we should have not played as conservatively as we did in the second half today. And, you know, this is the third game that we've had the ball within the 10, the 10 or 15-yard line with a minute or two to go where we just said we're not going to score. Uh, no other team gives us that nicety. We're the only ones that, that do that, you know. So I hope he doesn't do that if we have a chance against Cincinnati, thinking about what they did to us two years ago. We need to score as often as much as, as we can. But I'm, I was very encouraged today. I, I, I thought everything looked good. A little bit concerned that Owen is, is still missing extra points, but uh, at least it didn't hurt us today. All right, Mitchell. Appreciate your thoughts, man. Good to hear from you. First time this season we've heard from you? Yeah. yeah. I have uh, um, I have not been near my phone when, when the game is over because a couple times I've had to watch the re- recording and then a couple times i was at the game and, and uh, i got good, good reception around the, the stadium well thanks for calling in man good to hear from you yeah man all right, there's Mitchell in Winston-Salem. Hey, it's something we didn't touch on. Uh, you know, a couple people have said something about, you know, Owen Daffer's missed extra point, which obviously didn't hurt us. But in the special teams department, was nice to see a 61-yard punt return Man. that almost turned into a Fleming touchdown, which would have been awesome. Uh, but it, even aside from that, it was a great run. And what a move to get out of oh, no. uh, traffic. And then he gets down the sideline. And he's pointing out blockers, and his blockers turned around looking at him, and he has to push his blocker. You remember uh, that Clinton Portis? He used to like put his hand on Mike Sellers' yeah, jersey yeah, yeah. and kind of just ride Got him, ride him, yep. <laughs> ride him for 10, 20 yep. yards. Hey. Uh, uh, Fleming like pushed his blocker into a guy. Like, all right, man, come on, let's go, let's get out of the way. <laughs> he even got a face mask penalty on that one yeah. as well because I saw that when it happened. And I, actually, I think that was the punter that was reaching yeah, out yeah. trying to get him to, to to get some kind of hand on him and grabbed his face mask. So uh, great, great kick return. 317-1250. We have open lines if you want to jump in. We got a lot more to go on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Wait for it's us. It's a final. They go to Tallahassee and knock off the Seminoles today, 31-21. to 
More scores coming up on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard as well when we return after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, 317-1250, the number on the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. As we take your calls, you can jump in now if you'd like to. We have open lines, and we have Nathan joining us on the show. And Graham, hello, Nathan. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. How are you doing tonight? Um, So I just got married, missed the game. I just, I'm calling for an update. <laughs> update. Pirates, Pirates won. Pirates 48-28, Nathan. <laughs> so when you say you just got married, you like you got married today? My fiance is scheduled on a pirate game day. Mm. So it might be divorce when I going forward, but you know, <laughs> tough start to the wedding or to the uh, marriage there. Rough start to the marriage. Yeah. Start. Wow. So are you at like your reception right now? Yeah. How 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 Holton do today? Holton, how did he do today? I'll pull up the numbers because you're not going to believe them. Forty-one. Yeah. Uh, Holton Naylor's on the day on the UB stat sheet. Thirty-one of forty-one. 465 yards, six touchdowns. Damn, that's my boy. That's my boy, Holton. Yes. All right. God. No interceptions. That's you. the best stat. Yes, that is the best part. Thank you guys for everything. Love you guys. All right. Hope you all have a great night. We love you too. Have a good honeymoon. Have a good wedding night. Hey, where are you? Where are you honeymooning? I he- I heard there's this place called the uh, Mouth of the Rat. <laughs> that's uh, really really nice. We're going to Jamaica. Oh, okay. Jamaica. Sounds even better. Yeah, well, it's not Greenville, but it's, you know, it's something, right? <laughs> we got the wedding music in the background for Nathan and his lovely bride. Love you guys. All right. Have a great night. See you, Nathan. Go Pirates. Nathan's emotional. He's telling us he loves us. I know, right? I like it. All right. Well done. He's already hit the sauce. What's the score? <laughs> How'd Holton do? <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> All right, uh, what a wedding day! Spending it with his friends here at Pirate Radio. Yeah, my boy Blue. How special! How special! Yeah. All right, we let's get the uh, Brown and Wood drive the game. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, serving the Pirate Nation, Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Brown and Wood, your number one dealership in Greenville. Brown and Wood on Greenville Boulevard and online brownandwoodauto.com. We have a lot to choose from, but yeah. I kind of uh, took the wheel here because I got a text earlier from former ECU tight end Bryce Williams. And guess what? He was texting me about the tight end play. He uh, he said, boy, Ryan bulldozing them boys out there. That was on the <laughs> Ryan Jones touchdown. He said, number 80, balling two. See what happens when you use your tight ends? So uh, Bryce, and that was a tight end drive. Yes. That ended with a Ryan Jones touchdown and uh, a good, how many plays, how many yards? Seven plays, 71 yards, time of possession, three minutes and 50 seconds. And what I had said to you is Pirates scored often and they scored quickly. Uh, The longest drive today was five minutes and 27 seconds. So you know what? I was going to say that. That's not a good word to use. Um, forget the, that time of possession. I was going to say, I'm just going to say it. Screw time of possession. Give you, me touchdowns. You can say that. Okay. Well, I didn't want to say that and get, you know. Let's score, baby. Right. Let's put points on the board. I don't care about time of possession. Nathan's getting married. Let's That's give him right. something to celebrate. Let's do it. You know what? Put some damn ranch on that hot dog. <laughs> and let's score. Stan said, no, don't put ranch on the hot dog. Put Catalina 
on the hot dog. Catalina on the hot dog. I love some Catalina. Chandler, are you going to talk? Mm, nah. Y'all have, y'all have fun. Y'all have fun. Yeah, like you wanted to talk. I know. I, I I thought y'all were talking about something else, and never mind. No, we can go in we're that talking, direction. Uh, I yeah. thought, all right, so we're you said, you, football. Nah, nah, you, you said uh, something about scoring touchdowns, and I was going to say, well, you, never mind. <laughs> Are you all right? No. <laughs> Hell no. Did you get some bad ranch? Hell no. I am not all right. What kind of hot dogs you been eating, boy? Catalina hot dogs. Oh, Lord. Right. We go to B. Pays next in Raleigh. What's up, Pays? Speaking of hot dog, <laughs> pays. Just out here grilling chicken wings. Oh. All right, sounds good. You know, <laughs> but, I mean, you've had my grilled chicken wings before. You've had my, you know, you've ate, you've ate. I've nibbled on your hey, wings uh, before. <laughs> hey, hey, pays better pay. nibbling on his hot dog. Pays any gummies and pound cake tonight? <laughs> yeah, I know no gummies in a pound cake tonight, but uh, I will. All right, we need to get on football real fast. So, what you got about the game? <laughs> I thought uh, I, I hate to see that they came back a little bit in the second half, but listen, I, I'll say this: you know, I've been on DK for a minute. I like the way he called the first half today. I think he came out aggressive, which is good. I think you know, coming across the middle with the tight ends. Uh, you know, I, I would have loved to see that against Navy. Uh, Tulane's going to be a um, – can we talk against Tulane? Is, is, is that quarterback going to be back for sure? They said last night they thought Michael Pratt would be back, but does it really matter? I mean, all three of their quarterbacks look pretty darn good. So I know. But I think Pratt's going to be back. I just loved Dana last night screaming at the crowd. That was just beautiful. That, yeah. It was just uh, beautiful. I've always said, even when my dad's a West Virginia alumni, I told my dad when he was a West Virginia, he's the most overrated coach he always has been. The year he had a good year at West Virginia, he he inherited a, a stat. He inherited some players. He's not done anything yet. But good win. We need Tulane and we need Memphis. Memphis came back today. Homecoming's in two weeks. Uh, we need all the Pirates back in the stadium. Y'all have a good night, y'all. See you, Pace. All right, buddy. There's uh, B. Pace calling in. Uh, yeah, Dana Hogerson, the fans were booing him at the end of regulation, and he was all gesturing to him, telling him to screw off. And it, was, <laughs> it was a Dana mess. Oh, uh, yeah. That's there in good Houston. stuff. All right, we go next to another longtime fifth quarter caller, Owen in Tampa. Owen, what's up, man? Gentlemen, how are you? Did you have plans hey. to make this one, Owen, if they didn't move it? Dude, I was on the row A, 50-yard line, man, right behind the pirate bench. Man. So, Owen, I did want to ask you how, you know, in a, on a serious note, how did you fare down there? I know a lot of stuff. Some of the pictures that we've seen uh, in video and stuff that have come out of the, the, the state of Florida have been – nothing short of amazing and i don't mean that in a good way just some of the the uh devastation down there how did you fare you all right everything good with you and the family yeah yeah tampa was fine um you know they they had that projection where it was going to come to tampa but those guys are always wrong um so fort myers got smoked bad though they're underwater yeah so but tampa's fine well that's 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 good to hear so what did you think about the game tonight Oh, I mean, obviously, never going to complain about a win, especially uh, the way the offense looked. They looked fantastic. Um, you know, we, we did what we were supposed to do that we didn't do last week, which was beat a horrible team. And USF are absolutely putrid. You're down there. Uh, how much, like, is Scott uh, done this year, Owen? I mean, not that South Florida probably gets a ton of coverage in Tampa, but, like, this is uh, it's pretty ugly down there, right? 
man, if that guy drove for DoorDash, nobody would know who he was. <laughs> hey, that's my man Jeff. He delivers my food. They know him more if he was there. Uh, right? DoorDash. <laughs> yeah, uh, he delivers a, my hot dogs. Beat a bad team and a sad team today. Yeah. You bring up a good point though, because I I do get like messages and questions from people like up there in Greenville, and they're like, "Why does nobody care about USF?" And I'm like. This isn't Greenville. It's a big city. You know, there's a million things to do here, and it's a pro sports town, and nobody's going to. I mean, do you want to go watch USF or do you want to go watch Tom Brady? Yeah. Pretty easy decision there. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Tampa's got the New York Yankees down there for spring training. I can remember going down there uh, and seeing those guys play. And there it is. It's a pro town. They love their pro sports down there. And, you know, the South Florida and those college teams have never really gotten any kind of coverage in the Tampa area. No, not not really. I mean, you have the Lightning here who are competing for a Stanley Cup every year. I mean, even the Rays are good, even though Jeff Scott could play for them and you wouldn't know it. I mean, so it's just a pro sports town and no nobody's going to go see USF. I love them because I get the chance to go see the Pirates for football, baseball, and basketball every year. But, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. This is a big city. It's not a college town. Uh, what did you think of the uh, the passing attack tonight, Owen? Look good to see the Pirates open it up tonight. Yeah, um, I listen. I, I'm not a. I understand the concept of running the ball, what Mike Houston wants to do, but I like it when we throw it all over the place fifty or sixty times. But that's just a personal preference. But as long as we win games, I really don't care how we do it. But I mean, anyway, did you see the new basketball uniforms clip? I did. I liked them. What do you think? Those things are fire, man. Yeah. I don't know if uh, Mike Schwartz said he hopes that we play as well as we think we look. I mean, it could be uh, some growing pains year uh, for the Pirates, but they're going to look good on the court, I think. Yeah, yeah, but there's definitely going to be growing pains. But I like what Schwartz is doing. I mean, he just signed that that uh, the four star kid he just got, mm-hmm. Jordan Vick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, at least we're at least we look like we're trying to do something. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I know I'm going to go to the game when they you know when they come down here. I always go so. And it's always a thriller when USF and ECU meet on the basketball court, Owen. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to predict uh, 48 to 44. I don't know who's going to win, but that's going to be the score. Yeah, well, um, but you guys try and take care, man. I'm, I'm going to get back to eating some food. All right, buddy. There is Owen in Tampa calling in. That was a very calm call for Owen. Yeah. yeah. What? After a 48 to 28 win. Like, don't, don't care how you win. He likes, you know, he's like a lot of fans, especially a lot of East Carolina fans. We like to see the ball thrown around the yard. I mean, you know, that's the thing. And, you know, you can't force the run. Um, I think you take the run when it comes at East Carolina. Yeah. And that's what's been successful. Uh, I just had Skip on the brain, so I wanted to bring up a tweet that I received from Colby. It said, we won the Skip Holtz Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Way to go. We get a statue of Skip. Uh, A trophy to carry for a year. Oh, hmm. Not a, <laughs> not interested. <laughs> All right, fine. I don't know. I don't, Skip just never struck me as the statuesque type. <laughs> I want a statue of him doing the go bulls, the bulls after yeah, he got yeah, uh, hired. Yeah, yeah. All right, three one seven twelve fifty open lines. If you want to jump in, we got a uh, few more calls for your call chandler what do you got you might have mentioned this earlier on your buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck the buck but get your kansas shorts out clip because the jayhawks are five and oh five and oh 
Ooh. Iowa State lines up for a field goal and missed it. 14-11 is the final. Kansas yeah. moves to 5-0. What a score. You know uh, you know who else is 5-0? It's basketball season, baby. Kansas 5-0. UCLA is 5-0. Blue blood basketball Ooh. football. Baby. All right, and we just had our first pitch of the night between the Mets and and the Braves down Winter. in Hotlanta. Winner moves into first. Winner moves into first place in the National League East. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. More of your calls. We're back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, we're hanging out. Billy Weaver is on one on this Saturday evening. Good to see you, Weave. Good to see you. Back in the wild. Thank you, thank you. Back yes, in the wild. Uh, I'm just disappointed in myself that I didn't wear my uh, Mets hat today. Mm. I feel like I'm 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 not representing my team well. Braves Mets uh, just getting underway. Mets runner on first, nobody out. Pete Alonso up. Uh, talking pirate football here. 48-28 win over South Florida. Taking your calls 317-1250 on the pit electric live line and we have a michael in richmond and i believe uh shirley is this michael winstead father of isaiah winstead who joins us every monday on the show michael uh thanks for calling in how you doing sir i'm doing great how y'all doing fantastic doing good thank you good. i just wanted to call in and give my condolences to cj because i heard he had like some death or something in his family and he did an excellent job today. So it took away from all the stuff that was probably going on in his life. But he did a really good job. And we heard about that on the pregame. And I haven't brought it up much because I don't know many details and what to speak on and what yeah. not to speak on. But I do know he was uh, playing with a heavy heart today. I saw the ECU football uh, account on Twitter posted the postgame locker room celebration. Yep. And Mike Houston's got his arm around CJ and uh you know they're both kind of fighting back tears there and to have four touchdowns in a game like this playing with all that emotion that was that was very impressive uh michael and as you know it takes your your teammates to lift you up in the situation too so i'm sure his brothers uh had his back all week and certainly today yeah and you can tell it was a very emotional first touchdown catch for cj when he got into the end zone he got to the back of the end zone he went down on his knees um my daughter knows cj well because she went uh to dh Connolly at the she was there the same time cj was there uh cj actually uh lived in the neighborhood next to ours um so um she was she was very emotional after that first touchdown too so uh it it was an emotional day for cj um and, and you couldn't have asked for a better way to kind of pay tribute to a loved one who's been lost than to have a game like that yeah but i i think in the in the second quarter we kind of let let up off the gas and we should have just kept the gas on him yeah i mean you throw up 40 what was it 41 at halftime mm-hmm. yeah keep it going they end the game with 48 so you know that's human nature sometimes to kind yeah. of take your foot off the gas but like i had mentioned earlier kudos to that defensive unit uh and especially to the defensive coaches not just blake harrell the defensive coordinator but all the defensive staff members to kind of get that defensive staff those defensive players refocused after that because there's a lot of times where defenses won't bounce back that quickly and they did they uh 
uh, they come up with a big defensive uh, stand there down on the goal line and, and kind of put the game away. So that was nice to see that they they didn't let that become a hindrance in the game and, and get it uh, any closer than South Florida did. Okay, well, appreciate talking to y'all. Michael, uh, we really have uh, enjoyed our time with Isaiah. He is uh, such a, a quiet, uh, humble young man. We get him to open up, laugh with us a little bit on Mondays, and we enjoy that. I saw uh, Stan on Twitter said, I uh, can't wait to hear Isaiah on the show Monday. So humble and just does his job. And uh, you, you, you raised a good kid, it seems. So uh, we, uh, we've enjoyed talking to him on Mondays, man. Yeah, I hope y'all give him a little bit of hard questions because right now he don't do a whole lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, we'll come up with some good stuff for Monday. We got you, and we'll 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 say that they've come from you too, so that we don't get flack. Yeah, you. hey, DM me some good questions. <laughs> yeah, I there you go. Them. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Michael. Thanks, man. Yeah, we'll go with. Yes, sir. You too. There is uh, Michael Winstead checking in, father of Isaiah, and uh, he knows how quiet his son is. But uh, I've really enjoyed uh, getting to know him and the rest of the Pirate players. Going to be a fun Monday edition of the Players Lounge. Uh, and look, Rajay is positive, and man, we're hoping he's doing all right with his injury. But he's positive even after a loss. I know he's going to be excited to talk with us on Monday. We'll catch up with Jeremy Holton. Uh, Ryan Jones after a big performance tonight. Xavier Smith always has a smile on his face. Miles Berry. So, uh, man, I love talking to these guys on any Monday, but after a win, makes it even sweeter. So, looking forward to that coming up Monday. What are you watching? I'm Uh, I'm watching the Mets. The Mets just uh, right just struck out, but the Mets have runners on first and second with one out in the uh, top of the first inning and we we might be flipping over to clemson nc state that's fine if we get, you know i you know I, I was i was saying that if we really had our you know what together that we'd have more than one tv well talk this. to the people that make those Come decisions on, not man. me Come i don't know on, why you're talking to me for clip me. you're the face of this this radio station you are the you know i don't i don't know if you know that or not well, but my, you are the face of of this some people have faces that get them further in life i don't have one of those faces <laughs> and i don't think my face is going to make a new tv put on the wall come on man so, all right let's take a break we'll come back 317 what billy you can't even get a, a a uh you know picture in picture thing going on do they even do that anymore i don't know boomer this ain't oh, your magnavox 40 inch i had picture in picture in the 80s i know we can't get that in 2022 we got phones and computers we can pull something Jeez. Up. all right all right billy go get by the way what i <laughs> go get some parkers you're getting angry no i'm angry because i didn't get any banana pudding oh there we go I now mean, if you we... want to get to the root of it now we get to the root of the problem all right 317-1250 call in uh to rude clip and angry billy on the fifth quarter <laughs> oh yes boy Gun basic down, come, oh, oh he's scared you come he's scared on. to test the arm we'll take come a time out be back after this you're listening to the u.s cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show here's clip brock Three one seven twelve fifty. A victorious edition of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Pirates over South Florida tonight. Clip Brock, Billy Weaver, Weave, the Mets fan, happy that his Mets got a run in in the first. Kyle Wright trying to limit the damage, two outs, and the big fella Ron Vogelbach up for the Metropolitans. Yeah, but he's down in the count. One, two, come no, on, one, big man. Two. 
Oh, Ooh, no, he alive. found it off the catcher's nards. <laughs> oh, Darno looks okay. He's give the thumbs up. He's okay. He th- All right. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Steven Igo, Mariners fan, is happy, Billy, for the first time in 21 years. Did you hear the call on that? We uh, heard it. We played it a couple times on the pregame show. Great call. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Steven Igo joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. Igo, how you doing, man? Doing good, guys. Doing good. It's kind of weird not uh, covering a game in person for the first time i believe since the covid year but either way it's uh, also kind of nice to just watch the game on tv when it was broadcast by the way <laughs> we didn't even mention that <laughs> a late start for espn plus today uh but finally got it going and i go as much as you like being there covering the game uh avoiding the flight home and all of that nonsense uh, probably feels good right yep avoiding the flight home and then also for a road game as, as billy knows having to find the you know, where the road press conferences and kind of, uh, you know, going through the bowels of the stadium to find that stuff can be challenging sometimes and you can be up against it, especially for a night game. But, uh, yeah, not going to complain, especially with an ECU victory. It makes it much easier to cover, even though, judging by some people's reaction, it almost seems like they, they lost, even though they won by 20. Well, yeah, and it would have been so hard getting down from the press box, going through that hordes of fans uh, and everybody that were, you know, I mean, at, what, fifty to 60,000 people that – Wait a minute. Yeah. Wrong wrong game. Wrong, oh, wrong game. My bad. All right. I'm a homeboy. <laughs> Let me ask you, Road uh, Warriors, your favorite uh, away venues you've covered games at, starting with you, William Weaver. Oh, f- now, see, that's a hard question because I have favorite venues, but not necessarily favorite atmospheres if that makes sense like raymond james stadium when we went down there uh, east carolina play great, I, venue, great no venue no atmosphere sure. um so as far as venues i really like raymond james that's one of my favorites how about Just, you? and that's because of the pirate ship too i think it has a lot yeah. to do with it how about you Argo? yeah i really like raymond james and also um lincoln financial field same type of deal like just an nfl stadium even though there's 14 people in a seventy thousand seat stadium is kind of weird but uh you know, one that jumps to mind as far as a cool venue is SMU Stadium. Their campus is, is extremely pretty. It's just awesome to kind of take that in. Again, not a great atmosphere. As far as atmosphere, nothing beats, to me, Virginia Tech. Um, being there a couple of times yeah, in yep. 2014, mm-hmm. that, place, that place gets extremely loud. I go, uh, we got a lot of running back news out of this game. So on the pregame, we talked about Keaton Mitchell practicing this week, making the trip. ECU's got him featured in their uh, pictures on social media coming off the plane and everything. So we think he's a go, and then he doesn't play. We get Rajay Harris. We get a lot of Marlon Gunn. We've gotten a lot of calls about Marlon Gunn and a bit of breaking out party for him tonight. But uh, how about Rajay? Have you heard anything? I know you're not there, so you're here. But have you heard anything from anyone about Rajay's injury? No, I mean, that'll be something that they'll have to go back and, and look at and obviously take a further evaluation. I'll probably check in with some sources in the next 24 hours. But, you know, he did twist up his knee last week against Navy, and I haven't gone back to look and see if it's the same knee, but I noticed when I was out of practice on Wednesday, he was practicing, but he had a brace on one of his knees. Um, and and I, I just hope, I, I guess the, you do hope that he kind of just re-aggravated that and didn't make it worse. It uh, did look like he was able to walk off under his own power, but he was definitely doing it gingerly. So, I mean, we've talked about it, guys. Like, last year, EC was very fortunate to get through a season with those yep. two guys healthy. And you need three to four, <clears throat> even five backs to get through a season. The good news is you got Marlon Gunn, and if Rajay misses 
Tom and Keith needs another week. I mean, if Camaro Edmonds is your four stringer, that's not a bad thing either. So uh, they'll have to bring Camaro along just in case these things linger. Yeah, what have you heard about him in practice and stuff? Obviously, you're a lot closer to the program now than I am as far as practicing. What do the coaches think about Camaro? Is he that type of back that can step in in a situation like that and give some productive yardage? I think the biggest thing with him is just learning the offense and consistency. There's no doubt he's got the talent. And the, the most promising thing for me is he showed up in excellent shape. You know, coming out of Havoc as a four-star kid, he went to UNC and he went during the COVID year, and he just didn't arrive in good shape. Uh, and he showed DCU in great shape. So now it's more about, hey, can he learn the offense? Can he get the consistency down? And sometimes, too, that's a struggle for a young player who's been a high school star, kind of taking that backup role. But when you realize, hey, I might be second in line going into the two lane, you start to have that shift in focus and practice. You start to put in some extra time in the film room and, and maybe that's the wake-up call he needs because there's no doubt he's got the talent. It's just a matter of, you know, how comfortable can he get within the offense. You saw Marlon Gunn today. He had some awesome uh, blocks and pass pro, which are very difficult for young backs. And that's something Camaro is going to have to do if he wants to see the field. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, joining us. And once again on the Orthopedics East Injury Report, a lot of running back talk tonight. I guess, Igo, as far as we know, should we consider – Keaton Mitchell, like day to day, uh, because again we thought he might give it a go today. He was held out, uh, and and hopefully nothing serious. Uh, maybe we see him back next week. Yeah, I mean it's a hit pointer from everything I've heard. You know, he took that awkward spill uh, last week, and so that's one of those deals where basically it's just a pain tolerance thing. And if your game is speed and it hurts to run, uh, you're not going to do much good just getting out there and taking hits on it, and it's not going to get any better if you're getting hit. So. You know, this week in practice, he was non-contact, and for him to basically make it through a whole week without any contact to that hip, you would imagine that would do a lot of good. Uh, I think he'll have a, a obviously a better chance of playing next week. You just wonder if they if they really want to rush him back or even think about rushing him back. Now, if Rajay's out too, that does give you some concern. But you know, if he traveled and dressed at least for warm-ups this week, I'm sure he'll do the same next week. I guess it's just a matter of how how good he feels. Yeah, well, I was hoping that it was a situation where he was going to be a decision depending on how the game went. And if they were able to keep him on the sidelines, be productive with Gunn in there, and of course uh, with Rajay, you know, with that that tandem running back in the backfield. And maybe they, you know, kind of thought, hey, we know we're going to go to more of a passing game uh, in this situation. Let's see if we can keep Keaton Mitchell on the sidelines. Uh, dress him out if we need him um, then we can put him on the field but if not let's give him that extra time to kind of recuperate let that hit pointer kind of heal up a little bit more that's what I'm thinking may have happened not sure but it'll be interesting to hear from the coaches uh, about that situation coming up this week yeah I mean that's the thing it's and I'm sure they they brought him on the road uh, you know to, to see if he could go and, and also to make USF have to account for him when he's out there warming up pregame. But, two, I mean, if, if he was in such bad shape where he couldn't run, he wouldn't be out there. He wouldn't be practicing. So he's got to be really close. And and like you said, you know, I don't know. If, maybe if they're down, you know, 24-7 halftime versus up 41-7, maybe they go into the locker room and say, hey, we need you to play, Keaton. Um, and I'm sure he would do it if he had to. But, you know, getting up big, having Rajay, having Marlon Gunn, I guess it affords you the luxury of, of playing it that way. I go. Did the uh, did you dust off the Twitter draft about the punt return? I know you've been waiting to tweet out East Carolina's <laughs> first punt return since what? Oh five. We we almost had it today. 
Travis Williams in 2004 against Memphis. Has it been that long? Oh, four. Okay, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Dwayne Harris got close a number of times. Uh, Tyler Sneed got close. And, and Harris took a kickback, but he never took a punt back. And so, yeah, it's, it's 18 years, guys, and we almost saw history. We saw the Mariners postseason drought in. <laughs> I thought we were going to see the punt in <laughs> uh, today. Really, when Malik Fleming pointed – yeah, yeah. That signature point during a big return. I thought that was it. The problem was after he pointed, the guy he was uh, his blocker turned around and looked at him like, "Huh?" So he had to push that guy out of the way. His blockers got in his way. But man, that was a heck of a return. That was a great return by Malik Fleming. I go uh, record-setting day for C.J. Johnson, Holt Naylor's this passing game. It was uh, awesome to see them clicking, and uh, you just hope this is a. A sign of things to come that that Donnie Kirkpatrick, the coaches said uh, the run game isn't working like we want it to. Let's give the ball to Holton. Let's uh, use these weapons we got. And it was a beautiful sight there in the first half today. Yeah, it really was. And and I haven't gone back and charted it yet, but clearly a lot of people, you know, made an emphasis about the first down runs last week. And, and I didn't think it was, you know, the balance was egregious. I just think it was productivity. They weren't productive on first down run attempts, and really they didn't even attempt that many early uh, throughout this game. They did early on on the first drive. We couldn't see. They ran it twice to begin the game on first down and then kind of had to throw themselves out of second and long, third and long. But then as the game went on, once it became clear South Florida was just stacking the box, they just threw it a ton. I think 41 throws compared to 30 runs, and there were even more dropbacks than that. So, I mean, that's the thing is it's to the point now where even without Keith Mitchell, you know, Jalen Johnson left the game in the first quarter, didn't return. Without two of your better weapons, you still put up 575 yards of offense. And South Florida is not great defensively, but it just kind of goes to show when this offense is clicking and has a good game plan, we see their potential. And it just goes to show that when you get your playmakers out in space and allow them the chance to make a guy miss and make something happen after the catch is is uh, just priceless, in my opinion. And we saw today, like, it's always funny, you know, people will be like, well, maybe the coaches listen to the call-in show because we saw screens today, we saw uh, throws to the running backs, we saw pitches to tight ends. I mean, we definitely saw a creative game plan. And, and a lot of that, too, you know, Navy played a ton of uh, a ton of coverage where they were trying to prevent the big play. And in this one, the USF's kind of in-your-face man coverage. So there were some some different opportunities in a week ago and ECU really took advantage of that so yeah hopefully this is the springboard to uh to doing that more often billy uh i'll give you credit i'll give the callers credit we pro- we basically drew up the game plan for today yeah and it, yeah. it worked out that also worked. i go i'll take credit for the victory a caller already gave you credit <laughs> i go as well for uh the like barrage we had in the pregame show to help out tonight's victory so well done uh, i told you all it was a do or die situation there it was gonna be a an East Carolina victory if we got to 50 likes and a loss if we did I saw y'all got to 100, too. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, that led to the first half success. Hit those likes, baby. Keep them rolling in. You are doing your part to help the Pirates win football games. I go. Great to hear from you, man. We'll check you out. Hoist the colors. Of course, VIP chat coming up Monday. We'll talk to you uh, Wednesday here on Pirate Radio Live. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good one. You Thanks, too, buddy. Uh, Steven Igo, Hoist the colors, joining us on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. We'll take a break, come back, got more. Open lines if you want to jump in. Dabo and Clemson are jumping on some stupid bus. Why do they just go to the game? What is, why? It's, it's what they do. I know. They literally jump in a bus 
and circle the stadium. Yep, yep. And then get out on the other side That's of the stadium. That's got to be uncomfortable. They're all in or uniforms look. and helmets. And, and when you've got a 300-pound offensive lineman in full uniform, it's hard to get more than one of those guys. On a window the, seat. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. Have you ever been to a game at Death Valley? I have not. In Clemson? It's, it's an I'm awesome I'm sure it's a hell of an experience. It, it is. And it I'm, is. I'm tongue-in-cheek here. I like tradition. And like and the Howard's thing. Rock and running down the, the hill, I've seen it many times in person, and it's it's impressive. The most really exciting is. 25 seconds in college football is what they call it. Yeah, I've heard about the most exciting 25 seconds with Chandler Honeycutt. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, yeah. We're back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right. Uh, Cincinnati has taken a 14-7 lead over Tulsa in the, the uh, first quarter. Oh, the start of the second quarter is the end of the first, according to uh, the score here. And uh, Indiana is trailing Nebraska 7 to nothing in the first. Auburn has a 7 nothing lead over LSU in the first half. UAB is trailing Rice 7 nothing in the first quarter. Georgia and Missouri are underway midway through the first quarter. No score as of yet. Virginia and Duke are midway through the first. No score. And uh, taking a look at some of the finals from earlier today, TCU walloped Oklahoma 55-24. to It was Purdue upsetting 21st-ranked Minnesota 20-10. Memphis beats Temple 24-3. And Kentucky uh, failed to uh, score. Well, they scored a touchdown, then had it called back due to a penalty, and then was strip-sacked. They lose to Ole Miss by a final of 22-19. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by The Bucket is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. And they're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night along with football. And you can follow The Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. Getting close to that time, so if you want to jump in, do so now. 317-1250, the number on the Pit Electric Live line. Clip Brock, Billy Weaver here, Chandler Honeycutt's here. What do you got, Chandler? Uh, On the Facebook comments, former Pirate football player Terry Gallagher says, as usual, my biggest concern was if my record would hold up. CJ's first two catches had me worried. Oh, yeah. He's got the the longest average, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Like average yards per catch. Yeah. but uh, Terry, heck of a football player in his time, and uh, great to hear from old Terry, who uh, used to call in and uh, probably still will at some point here on the fifth quarter this season. I think he played with old touchdown Tony Collins uh, in those days, maybe. I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Terry. Chandler, great job today, buddy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're, uh, you're fighting through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pirates win, though. Pirates. Pi- hey, how was your back. birthday weekend off last weekend? By it was the way? good. It was great. It was blurry. 
Um, That's good. That's always good. Yeah, but birthdays I, should be blurry oh, up yeah. to a certain age. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> no, but mom and dad were in town. Dad's college buddies were in town. Wait a minute, you 19- got blurred with your mom and dad? That's even better. <laughs> Absolutely. His mom and dad are way cooler than he is. <laughs> that's actually a fact um but no we had a had a good time just wish the pirates could have won but uh it was great to hang out with family and friends last week you didn't mind that being a little uh, blurry did you no i did not yeah i did not it eased the pain yeah are they already terry said yeah i missed the did we miss the kickoff no they'd been uh, they rounded the uh, stadium again for the eighth time (laughs) in their bus and then they just appeared on the field and then they just appeared on the field state and uh clemson are underway in death valley I was correct. Terry did play with Tony Collins. There you go. Well done. There you go. Good job. All right. Uh, thanks to Parker's Barbecue for the post-game grub tonight. Three locations in Greenville to serve you. They ship nationwide. Parker'sBBQ.com. Next week, Billy, Tulane and East Carolina in the Big Easy. And Tulane, odd year. They went to Kansas State and won. Uh, they came back the following week. Classic letdown game. Lost to Southern Miss as big favorites. They then went out and won at Houston in a tough one last night in overtime. So they've done enough to say they're a good team uh, with Willie Fritz. So it's going to be a challenge next week. For well, the Pirates. you know what? And it's funny because it just depends on which Tulane team shows up and which East Carolina team shows up because we've seen kind of mirror images of these two teams to where, you know, you've seen great things out of these teams and you've seen some head scratchers out of these teams as well. So East Carolina just needs to go down there and do exactly what they did um, this afternoon and and go down there and play East Carolina football. I, I think with the Navy thing, they played right into the hands of Navy. I think they wanted to match Navy run for run. Physical. Physical. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to show, hey, we can run the football too. We can control the clock. You know what? I, get out of that. You know, play East Carolina football. They played East Carolina football down uh, in South Florida today. I think you take that same mentality down into uh, the Big Easy, and hopefully it's as easy as it was today. And I, I tweeted during the game after the after the uh, score by USF that this is college football. If you watch other games, this is what yeah. happens. 60-yard touchdown, 40-yard yeah. touchdown, 80-yard touchdown. Like These are the explosive offenses we see game to game. We don't see it as much in pirate football because they try to control it and yeah. slow it down. And and I, even after USF scored, I was like, well, this is entertaining. This is fun. Now let's go score again. Yeah. Let's put 63 on them was my tweet. I thought we were going to do that at one point, uh, but ended up with, uh, with 48 today. But we saw more of almost what college football is. Uh, in 2022 in this game than we normally do with an ECU game. Right, and I think you mentioned it uh, in the pregame show as well. East Carolina was holding their opponents defensively to what? 18, 20? Yeah, 18. 18, I think 18 points a game. And in this day and age in college football, if you're holding opponents to under 20 points per game, you should be winning all those games. And if you're a good offense and you give up 28, you're going to win most of those games. That's not a terrible number either. No, no, because this isn't, you know, this isn't back in the day when you know you scored over 20 points that was a lot of points yeah no that's not this that's not the way college football is now and especially with the the talent that you have on the field the playmakers yeah uh the, the innovativeness of yeah. the of the offensive schemes the rules yeah like the everything's rules, yeah. in your favor everything plays <laughs> in your favor i mean i mean look at the uh 
look at the when Morris got thrown out. That those rules are in place to protect the quarterbacks. They want the quarterbacks to be able to to do their jobs back there. They want the quarterbacks. They want the receivers to be able to catch the ball and not have to down the field and not have to worry about a safety coming over. Right. So they they take that. They've, in taken, the rule. Yep. Yeah. they've so. taken all that out. You know they've given receivers. Um, much more comfortability going across the middle because yeah. you can. I can remember when I was a kid, nobody wanted to ever go across the I middle mean, uh, because you were going to pay for who it. Who are Ronnie Lott? Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. Ronnie Lott would be kicked out of the NFL if yeah. he still played. Because uh, there's who knows just, if they let him play, he probably had a concussion every week from killing this, the dude. This is very true. So, like, <laughs> I mean, it is totally different, and not saying it's like better or worse i mean it's better for safety it's kind of worse for fans sometimes when it's definitely worse when they get the call wrong and elijah right. morris gets booted yeah but uh even the navy even the uh rule change about blocking below the waist you talked about right that affects navy big time making uh people more comfortable out there that makes uh people more comfortable because they're not going to get their legs blown right. out so everybody's playing a much more comfortable game there's still violence obviously but violence there's not as much of that uh that we used to see <laughs> all right uh tell you what let's go last call for your calls 317-1250 if you want to jump in do it now we'll have some closing thoughts wrapping up in east carolina 48 28 victory over south florida tonight back with more after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, three one seven twelve fifty. Charlie Rose doing double duty. As Chandler, uh, he's doing work. I'm not cutting on Chandler. He's doing a good job. We've all done a good job today. C.J. Schaefer, with all the video work uh, he put in today. Chandler's doing the gritty. So that's something. He's uh, excited to be. I'm impressed out of here. that you knew exactly what that was. Yeah, I've heard. Like, it. I didn't. I wouldn't have known that. I've heard uh, the name of it. I've never done it. It's I what never. What the kids do? It is. It yeah. is. Uh, Billy Pirates win today. Feeling good. Yeah. Optimistic. We want to see. Uh, we want to see this first half offense the rest of the year. Or and, not. And not even or saying not. like it's going to work for six touchdowns right. and five, 600 yards. But show me when it doesn't work. We want to attempt to do what we did today. Right, right. Because, you know, I, I said this last week. I'm all about a game plan, implementing a game plan. If you don't have a game plan going into anything, be it your football game, your baseball game, any kind of sport, your business anything if you don't have a game plan you're not going to be successful but there are times you've got to stray away from that game plan when it's not working that's what i want to see from the pirates keep running this offense that they ran against usf until it doesn't work and then if it doesn't work run something else so i want to see a continuation of what we saw today going into next week against uh tulane all right good news for some of you folks out there ecu's back on tv next week uh, on the U, I believe. Ooh. 3.30? Uh, 3.30? Can I get some confirmation Love in Studio B? Games. Chandler, can I get a little confirmation? Uh, 3.30 is confirmed. All right. Thank you, sir. 11.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And we've uh, you're riding along next week. I'll be riding shotgun. Sounds good. You're you going be- to any road games? BYU? Uh, no, I had thought about that early in the season because I thought that was going to shake out to be a really uh, big game. Remember we had talked about that? Billy's already put in his two weeks notice for the Michigan game The Michigan game. Yeah. Got to go to the big house. So what yeah. am I supposed to do? Do I not do I, a post-game I show? I'd call in. You can hang out with me and Shirley. 
<laughs> you act like you couldn't do this show without me. That makes me feel good, Clip. It really does. Could you do Thank it? You. Hey, you ought to see him whenever I leave on a Friday. Quick question. <laughs> Could you do this show without me? No. Damn it. No. And I know exactly where you were going with that. No, I can't. Well, I'll be here next week. Uh, fun day today. Thanks for everybody tuning in, chiming in, getting those likes up over 100 on the pregame. Yeah, that was sick. That was awesome. <laughs> that was sick. Chandler's a mess. All right. Uh, to the buck. You're going to the buck? I'm going to the buck, baby. <laughs> I'm All thinking right. about going to the buck. Have fun at the buck. The buck, the buck, the buck, the buck, the buck, the buck, the buck. Thanks to uh, UBE providing the stats. Brown and Wood with the drive of the game. We had the orthopedic ceased injury report. Hope Rajay, Keaton, and the backs are doing okay. We'll have more on that on our social media tonight, tomorrow, and also Monday on Pirate Radio Live. Thanks to Parker's for the awesome food. Three locations in Greenville to serve you. Also, the Buck scoreboard. Thank you, folks, for making the show what it is. Great calls tonight. We appreciate it. Shirley Rhodes, fantastic job as always. Chan Man, see you Monday. We will see you next week. We'll see you. And, uh, folks, we'll talk to you on these microphones Monday on Pirate Radio Live and next Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.